Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about how oil is formed and trapped into being a resource that we can use. So I just want to start off by saying that oil and its associated products, natural gas and tar, are all products that we refer to as fossil fuels. The name itself will give you an indication of where it has come from. It is actually formed from the remains of plants and animals, microscopic plants and animals mostly, that died millions of years ago. And the natural earth processes have changed the carbon material in those plants and animals into what we call oil. And just as an aside, the other fossil fuel that humans use a lot is coal, also fossil, but in its case, the fossil materials from plants, woody plants, mostly like trees. But again, the carbon material gets altered through natural earth processes, turning it into the fuel. But let's get back to oil. So sometime in the past, millions of years ago, we have had a layer of sediments put down on the ocean floor or possibly even in a river basin that has contained the remains of microscopic plants and animals. In the oil systems world, that layer of rock that contains those materials is referred to as the source rock. When that source rock gets heated a little and put under some pressure, the carbon compounds in those fossils metamorphose, if you like, and turn into the oil products. So crude oil, natural gas, and tar. But these materials remain in that source rock. And it isn't until it moves from that source rock and gathers in a large enough quantity that it becomes a resource. Some source rocks, like sandstone, are really porous and they allow the oil to move through them. Other source rocks that have a lot of clay in them, like a dirty sandstone, will trap the oil and not allow it to move through its pore system. Those source rocks make up the group that we refer to as like oil shales that contain lots of oil, but the rock itself, the source rock, has got to be crushed for that oil to be removed. But in the large oil fields around the world, the source rock is very porous and the oil has moved, sometimes completely out of the source rock, into another layer. And that other layer is referred to as the reservoir rock. The oil will continue to move through the reservoir rock until it hits a layer of rock that it can't move through, like a very, very fine shale, and we refer to that layer as a trap rock. So in the simplest system, we have a source rock that contained the original material, that when those carbon materials change to form the oil and the gas and the tar, they migrate out of the source rock into the reservoir rock and will continue to migrate until it hits a trap rock when the material starts to accumulate or pool. Now in some cases, the oil and the gas and the tar will actually move along the surface between the reservoir rock and the trap rock until it actually reaches the surface. And that's when we get a natural oil seep or the gas bubbles out 
or in some cases a big pool of tar forms on the Earth's surface, like the Labria tar pits. Well, it's obvious in those situations that the oil isn't accumulating in a, like a reservoir that we're going to be able to tap and use. So we need to look for some very specific geological situations where the reservoir rock can actually be trapped in such a way that it builds up a pool of oil and gas that we can later on tap into. Geologically, these are referred to as reservoir traps, and there's a number of different ways a reservoir trap can form. And I'm going to talk about four different types of traps. The first trap is a simple trap that forms when the rocks have become folded, so the oil migrates from its source rock into its reservoir rock that has a trapping rock layer on top, but because the rocks have been bent into a fold, the anticline, so those large dome-like structures, the top of those become a natural reservoir and they fill with the oil because the oil cannot seep up any higher beyond the trap rock. So anticlines form beautiful oil traps and many of the world's largest oil deposits are formed in these anticline structures. The second kind of trap is a fault-bound trap. Now we think of faults where the rocks have broken and that one section of the rock has moved either higher or lower along the fault. We, we normally think of faults as things that the oil might be able to work its way up the broken rock zone within the fault. But if the fault has moved the block so that trap rock is found to form a reservoir, so the fault has moved the reservoir rock up into an area that has trap rock on both sides of the fault, then the oil will pull because it can't move up through the trap rock on either side of the fault and you'll get a large reservoir of oil forming. The third kind of trap is what we call a fasces trap. And what a fasces is, is when you have a layer of rock that starts as, say, sandstone, and then as it gets closer and closer and closer to the shoreline near a river, where the river is churning lots of mud out, the sandstone actually becomes richer in clay and eventually could turn even into shale. And in an oil petroleum system, the sandstone will allow the oil to move through it, but as it gets more and more shale in the same layer, then all of a sudden, the rock itself changes from being a source or a reservoir rock into being a trap rock. We call this change of rock type within the same layer a change in facies. And so a change in facies in an oil system can mean that the oil will move through the sandstone part of that facies, but once it becomes the shale, it becomes a trap rock. So the oil gets trapped within the facies change within the one layer of rock. And this is what a facies trap is. The final trap I want to talk about is a salt dome trap. Now in some parts of the world during geologic time, ocean basins completely dried out and the salt from the ocean water formed a layer on the bottom of the ocean basin. That salt layer later on when it becomes part of the rock column can actually get squashed and pushed up through the other layers. This is what we refer to as salt doming. 
Now, the interesting thing about salt is it is really impermeable to oil. So when you have a salt dome pushed up through sediment layers that are source and reservoir rocks, the salt layer itself can act like a trap rock. The pushing up of the salt dome can fold the sediments as well. So you get a combination of folding with this salt dome acting as the trap rock that the oil accumulates up against. So just with those four types of traps, fold traps, fault traps, fassy traps, and salt dome traps, give us four different things for exploration petroleum geologists to go looking for to look for new oil reserves. To find an oil reserve means that you need to understand the rock system to start with. You need to understand whether you have a source rock that contain enough plant and animal material that when it got heated up and put under pressure enough that would turn into the oil products and you need a source rock that will release that oil material you need a reservoir rock for the oil to pool in you need some sort of a trapping rock to trap the oil in then you need to look for a structure like a folder or a fault or a salt dome or a change in its fasces for the oil to be trapped within and of course, all of these things are taking place below ground. So you need to be able to capture information by taking drill holes or using seismic surveys to understand what the layers are doing so you can try to identify the source rock, the reservoir rock, the trap rock and the structures before you even think about doing anything like drilling a well down to see if there's oil there. As you can imagine, this takes years of time of multiple geologists all working together plus lots of money for surveys before a well is even drilled and the geologists are banking on all of the information that they have collected will mean that when they drill the well oil will flow now i know with the worry of climate change we're all trying to move away from fossil fuels but we'll always have the need for oil for some things like lubrication for example but the hunt for oil reserves continues so that's it for this episode and there was a lot of information crammed into a very short period of time and as you can imagine petroleum systems oil traps and reservoir rocks all of that is a huge field in the geosciences and maybe you or one of your students may end up being involved in that one day but for now if you're looking for more information about geoscience, activities to run in your classroom, or you're just trying to find out whether geoscience is something for you, then please go and visit our website. That's geoetc.com. -E but for now, keep on rocking. <laughs>